What's up, Orange and Blue Bleeders, and welcome to the new Swamp Sports Talk podcast. So in this podcast, we're going to be breaking down the Gators versus Vanderbilt Commodores game. We're also going to be talking about the basketball team and their COVID-19 problems. And we're going to go through the records that were set during this game and our weekly honors that are given out. So first, let's get into our Senior Bowl invitees. So first, we got Kadarius Tony. He was the latest one invited. I mean, I feel like he deserves it the most out of anybody on this list besides Kyle Trask, of course. Because, dude, the guy's just killing the ball. You throw him the ball no matter what, he's going to turn it into positive yardage no matter where he is. He's going to run the ball for 20 yards. If you hand it to him in the backfield, you can throw it to him from 45 yards away. You just never know. And that guy, dude, he's going to break four tackles, find the end zone from 50 yards out. You just never know. They got a double team all over the place. Kyle Trask, the second invitee. Dude, the guy is crazy. He, in my opinion, is the number one Heisman candidate. I don't care what anybody else says. Kurt Herbstreet, ESPN. No one cares what they think. Kyle Trask, in my book, is number one. He has the most passing touchdowns of any quarterback. He's tied for the most passing touchdowns in his first seven games of any quarterback in FBS history. And he's second for passing yards in the country. So I don't see how you can have him, like, bottom five, number five or six, like ESPN does. Next, we got Trayvon Grimes. The dude's a beast, 6'4". Pretty much just throw the ball up there. He's going to go up and get it. He's a beast, and he has five or six touchdowns in the season. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. He's a beast, though. I feel like he's destined for the NFL. Any team would be lucky to have him. Then we got Jeremiah Moon. He plays linebacker, if I'm not mistaken, or he plays on the defensive line. My bad. And the guy, dude, he's a savage. He gets to he's to the quarterback like butter on bread. Like that guy is crazy. He's getting the quarterback every time. If he wasn't injured this week, dude, he would have had a field day with Vanderbilt had he been not been injured this past week. And Sean Davis Jr. He plays corner and DB. Dude, the guy is really good. He's probably one of the bright spots on our defense compared to Jeremiah Moon or Zachary Carter. Those two guys are kind of really good. But Sean Davis Jr., really good. He's picked up, I don't know how many tackles, but he's quite a few. And he's pretty good at rushing too, getting to the quarterback. So I'm kind of happy to see him in the Senior Bowl as well. So one more time, we got Kadarius Toney in the Senior Bowl, Kyle Trask. Trayvon Grimes, Jeremiah Moon, and Sean Davis Jr. And that is the second year in a row Florida has five players representing the Senior Bowl. And in my opinion, all of them should be drafted in the first six rounds of the NFL draft easily. Next, we're going to be going through the recap of the Florida Gators versus Vanderbilt Commodores. So for the first couple possessions when Vanderbilt was on offense, our defense came out a little flat. They were late every time. There was a couple 12 men on the field penalties called. And in the first opening drive, we let Vanderbilt charge down the field and score a touchdown. That, in my opinion, is unacceptable. We need to set the mood early, pound them. Our defensive line is too good to let them get down the field that early in the game. We need to pound them, set the mood early, and hit them where it hurts. Our DBs need to wake up. Our corners need to wake up. We need to get this thing on the road. Because we could win a national championship, but if you watch that Alabama game, 63-3, like, dude, that could be us in the SEC championship if our DBs and corners don't wake up. They could be running all over us. So like I said, in the opening drive of the game, Vanderbilt went down, charged on the field, scored a touchdown on the opening drive. Next, 
Florida immediately matched that by putting up a touchdown on the opening drive with a Kadarius Tony 27-yard catch and run. Dude, that guy, like I said, is a beast. Any NFL team would love to have that guy. He's well-deserved to the Senior Bowl. That guy is a beast. Next, the defense continued to struggle, but they let Vanderbilt they let Vanderbilt charge on the field, but they were able to hold him to a field goal. Good. I hope, I don't care if the defense gives up a field goal. Good. Because we have just as good as the field goal kicker. That kid, Evan the Leg McPherson, could make it from 60 yards out. No problem. So, just don't give up the touchdowns. I don't care about the field goals. But that put uh, Vanderbilt back up 10-7. to And Kyle Trask would eventually get Florida down in Vandy territory. Mid-second quarter... And then, like I said, where my boy, Evan the Leg McPherson, would put up a nearly perfect field goal to make the game tied once again. After that, the game shifted momentum, and Florida's offense started to take off. We went crazy, even though we didn't score as much in the first half. Dude, Kyle Trask was thrown all over the place. He was reading plays, picking DBs and corners from Vanderbilt apart. But very late in the first half, Trask throws a perfect ball to Trayvon Grimes. You guys probably saw it. It's crazy. He's up between two guys, perfect ball, and he catches it in double coverage for another seven points. And the half would end with a total score of 17-10. to 10. Gators were up by seven. To start the second half, though, Gators got the ball to start the second half and immediately charged right down the field with a 12-play drive for 75 yards, with which was capped off with a Damian Pierce one-yard rush for a touchdown, making the score 24-10. Dude, another guy who's underrated on this team, Damian Pierce. That man is a legend. Hand on the ball, he's going to turn it into positive territory, just like Kadarius Tony. Our running game, in my opinion, is very underrated. Like, we, for some reason, the first couple weeks couldn't get it going, but if we get it going, there's no way of stopping us. And then one drive later, after a Vanderbilt punt, Florida would find themselves back in the end zone on a two-yard pass to Kamore Gamble, putting the Gators up 31-10. to Kamore Gamble has come out to be a beast. So him, he's been lights out these last couple weeks with uh, showing up and showing that he belongs there, even with Kyle Pitts' injury. Dan Mullen recruiting tight ends has been crazy. These tight ends that we have right now are beasts. Kamor Gamble is uh, underrated in my opinion. Kadarius Tony does something that he never does. He takes his second hand off the ball, which leaves it exposed, and their big linebacker just comes in and throws his fist right. It was the first turnover of the game, but the Gators defense who had struggled all day, they were able to step up and hold the Commodores to a punt. And I remember watching this freaking out like, oh God, here we go again. They're going to charge and we're not going to be able to stop them. But our defense was able to hold them to a punt. And I went ecstatic. I was so excited. I was crazy. I was belated. It was crazy. And then our next possession after that punt with a combined effort from... Kyle Trask and Emery Jones, the Gators were able to charge the ball down the field where Gamble was able to haul in a 30-yard pass for the final touchdown of the game. That, like I said, Gamble highly underrated because he sits behind Kyle Trask. No one thinks of him as being that good, but that man is a beast. But in Vandy's last offensive possession, 
it came to a sudden halt when my boy, Kier Elam, was able to come down with an interception, ending the game, and breaking the souls of everyone in Vanderbilt. That man came down with that interception, and you just saw it on the fans' faces. They went completely white. They were like, oh god, we lost again. Then after that, the Gators were able to run the clock down and come away with a 38-17 victory over the Vanderbilt Commodores. So, I will say this first. I was nervous at the beginning. Vanderbilt had not had a lead going into the second quarter this whole year. Since last year, they had never led going into the second quarter. And I'm like, oh God, we're going to save Derek Mason's job by letting him beat Florida. Because if he beats Florida, he can lose every game for the rest of the season. No one cares because he was able to beat the number six Florida Gators. And that's how he would keep his job. And I'm like, oh God. We cannot be, this cannot be happening. I'm like, oh God. But our defense struggled at the beginning. But they seem to struggle at the beginning of every game. But our defense needs to pick it up. They can't struggle. If we go to play Alabama in the SEC Championship and they struggle, Alabama's going to drop 40 points on us really quick. So we, our defense needs to wake up. Our DBs, corners need to wake up. But that's okay, because a win's a win, and we got the dub, 38-17, to keeping the dream alive to go to a national championship. But this team is made to go to a national championship. I don't care what anybody says, this team is too good not to go to a national championship. And I don't care what the projections say, they see us playing in the Peach Bowl against Cincinnati, we would drop 40 on Cincinnati easily i don't even see that as a game cincinnati's not that good they play a bunch of cupcakes it's like watching alabama it's crazy so now we're going to go back into game stats here trask was phenomenal put up another great performance and this shows why he is the heisman favorite no matter what anybody says or where they list him he went 26 for 35 for 383 yards and threw for three touchdowns. That's crazy. So he's thrown for at least three touchdowns in their last seven games. Every game he's thrown at least three touchdowns. Emery Jones came in and sparked it up a little bit. He was one for one with for 30 yards and a touchdown. That's crazy. He had that last touchdown pass to Gamble at the end. But he ran too. I think he ran for like 25 yards. That guy... That man has an arm on him, and when he when we let him unload, that man is a beast. They never see that man coming. Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, and Naquan Wright combined for 27 carries, 117 yards, and a Damian Pierce touchdown. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Justin Shorter, Kamari Gamble, Jacob Copeland, and Trayvon Grimes combined for 22 catches. 367 yards and four touchdowns. That's crazy. The defense, even though their performance was below average, they were led by Kyrie Campbell. Dude, that man is a beast. Having him back is a blessing I never knew we needed. He, that man had nine tackles. He pretty much led the defense all day up and down the field. Jervon Dexter, that man's a freshman. He had six tackles and half a sack. That kid is a beast, and I can't believe he's only a freshman, which means he's going to help us in the future for sure. Brad Stewart Jr., he had 
five tackles. That's crazy. That man is super good too. DBs, like I said, not the best. He's finally starting to come awake, pulling it up. And Bretton Cox, the transfer from Georgia. He had three tackles and a sack. That's crazy. That man transferring to Florida was a blessing in disguise, okay? Because everyone's like, he couldn't make it at Georgia, which means he's not good in the SEC. But look at what he's done. He's finally gotten awake. He's finally started leading our defense with Kyrie Campbell. And those two guys are going to be killers in the rest of the season. If they don't play well, our defense doesn't play well. And if our defense doesn't play well, we give up too many points. So those guys need to stay solid and continue on these winning ways. And with numbers like that, the Gators are ranked first in the nation's for sacks per game with three sacks a game and second in tackles for loss per game with 6.43 tackles for loss per game. That's crazy. Even though we should be there, we just overtook that spot this week. We've been, in, we've been number one in the nation in both of those categories for like the last four or five years. That's crazy. That just shows you how much our defense is improving for us to take over those numbers. And special teams, those guys get no respect. Special teams is where all the guys got to go before they earn their spot on offense or defense. You got to be a crazy guy to do that job. Like those guys, dude, you're running down crazy speed and you can get blasted. But let's talk about special teams. Evan the Leg McPherson went 5 for 5 in PATs and one field goal for a total of 8 total points in the game. Dude, that kid will kick dingers from 60 yards out. And they'll be straight down the center with enough leg that makes it look like it's going to go for 60 more. Like, that kid is crazy. And Jacob Finn. Jacob Finn does not get enough credit for how good he is at punting. Because he doesn't get to punt that much because our offense scores so much. But that kid had two punts for 89 yards with a long of 49 yards. That kid is going to be a beast, and I could totally see both of those special teamers playing at the next level. Now let's get into our weekly honors. The SEC named Kyrie Campbell, the SEC co-defensive lineman of the week. I don't know who with, but he that's highly deserved. And Kadarius Tony was named to the Paul Hornung Award Honors Roll for the second time this season. Highly deserved. That man is a stud. I cannot say enough about him. Ever since Kyle Pitts went down, that man has stepped up. Kyle Trask's 31 touchdown passes not only lead the nation, but he's also tied for second highest total passing touchdowns through seven games in FBS history. And he officially broke the SEC record for touchdown passes in his first seven games. That is crazy. Dethroning Tua Tungavailoa. Dude, that guy, he's tearing up with the Dolphins. I can only imagine what Kyle Trask is going to do at the next level. That man is a beast. And as a team, Flores' 33 touchdown passes leads the nation by four. No one is within four touchdown passes of us. The only FBS team with three players who have caught at least six touchdown passes and we're the only FBS team with five players who have caught or ran for three touchdowns. That's crazy. And we got some breaking news happening right now. Kyle Pitts is announced that he will return for the Florida-Kentucky game on Saturday. I don't know how to feel about that. He had no surgery. 
I don't know. Recovery of two weeks, I think it might be a little early. I don't know. Because what happens if he, if it happens again? Will he have to have surgery again? Or will he be out for the season? Like, is it worth the risk to play Kentucky? Because Kentucky did not look that good against Alabama. 63 points on them. It was crazy. They even benched their quarterback in the third quarter. I don't know. I think it's going to be good for us to have him back finally, but I feel like our offensive weapons have stepped up enough to where we don't need him back so soon. We should have let him sit out for another week or two, but I don't know. So good to have you back, Kyle Pitts. Welcome back. I want to see you drop four touchdowns, catch four touchdowns against Kentucky. That would be crazy. And now our next segment is Gator DMs. So th in this segment, I've DM'd a either a former Gator or a big-time Gator supporter on Instagram. So this week, the person that we're highlighting is UF Country on Instagram. Shout out, UF Country. So I asked him four questions, and I have his answer, so I'm going to read the question and then what he answered to them. So my first question is, what inspired you to create one of the most popular Gators fan pages on Instagram, which he replied, I've always wanted to make one. This page is almost two years old now, and I got my inspiration of making it from some of the OG pages like Gator Baits and Gators logo, Florida Gators logo. I don't know who those two pages are. I'm guessing I'm going to have to check them out, but I guess they're the OGs. So shout out Gator Baits and Gator logo, Florida Gator logo on Insta. And shout out UF Country once again. That man is a beast. Then my second question is, what Florida rivalry game do you look forward to the most watching every year on TV? And he said, University of Georgia, no doubt. The game's always amazing. That's true. I look forward to that game too. Normally, I look forward to that game, the Florida State game, and the LSU game. Because those games, if you win those games, dude, you are going to the SEC championship. And that means a ton. My third question is, of the current Gator uniforms, what is your favorite combination? Which he replied, the all-blue throwbacks are just so good with five O's. That's like the jersey, the old school, like they have, they're selling on a Florida shop where it's like the Emmett Smith with the circle F's on the side. Those jerseys are crazy. I love those jerseys too. And my fourth question is, Lastly, do you think Kyle Trask, if he keeps up this performance, deserves the Heisman? In which he replied, as of right now, yes, Trask deserves the Heisman. His performance is too good for him not to win the Heisman. And then my second part of that question is, do you think the Kyle to Kyle connection is going to go down as one of the best duos in Florida Gator history? And his reply to that is, the Kyle to Kyle connection will indeed go down as one of the greatest connections in Florida history. So as I said at the beginning, shout out UF country. Thanks for being the only responder to my DMs on Instagram, one of 26. Thanks and shout out to you, UF country. And then our final news is on the Florida Gators men's basketball. The Gators this week had to pull out of the Bubbleville tournament at Mohegan Sun and Casino due to issues related to positive COVID-19 tests. Now, that we know playing in the Bubbleville Tournament and Mohegan Suns, the fans will have to wait till December 2nd where we go to Norman, Oklahoma and play the Oklahoma Sooners. And I don't know if that's even going to happen anymore. That game might be postponed, and we might not play until the SEC game starts. So we'll have to see on that, big basketball fan. But 
We're not worried about basketball right now. We're worried about seeing our Gators football team go to the playoffs and hopefully get to a national championship. 